life was like a box of chocolates. There is no place like... You talking to me? All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. Nobody puts baby in I could have been a contender. He's looking at you, kid. Here's Johnny. A very particular set of skills. Your milkshake. Go ahead. Make my day. I'll be back. I am the father. I'm Spartacus. Say hello to my little friend. Why so serious? You shall not All right, welcome to the Real Features Podcast. I'm your host or co-host, Paul Cookson, with my co-host, Sam Lavery. Uh, very excited for today. We've got a very special guest joining us today. He's a film producer, publisher, and entrepreneur uh, who works at, well, worked out of Dallas, Texas, but I believe is, is moving recently. Um, he's built and runs several massive production companies and is currently the CEO of Bonfire Legend. He's worked with a crazy list of stars you would have heard a hundred times. Vince Vaughn, Kurt Russell, Patrick Wilson, and Australia's own Mel Gibson. Um, <laughs> he's produced a massive list of films you would have seen as well. Dragged Across Concrete, Brawl and Cell Block 99, which I loved, Vf, uh, VFW, uh, Bone Tomahawk, um, list goes on. It's And also he, a bunch of new films working on as well, which we'll get into as well, including Shut In, which looks great. Um, absolute thrill ride by the look of it but uh yeah with no further ado uh welcome Dallas Sonia yeah thanks for having me we got to add Rada Mitchell to that list and Guy yes Pierce. I saw that oh, as well yes. yeah that's right yeah, yeah. yeah we, we, we we've been good to the Australians and vice versa yeah <laughs> and once again you're doing it now we're to Australians so thank you thank you for being yes. here um <laughs> and just on that list and in that intro that was a great intro Paul Cookson by the way well done um <laughs> But you didn't address one thing, the biggest career achievement. Um, you actually represented Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> I'm excited by this one. I'm a WWE fan. And that's, uh, yeah. I mean, does, does your career, like, is that your biggest highlight? It's got a highlight. And how do you go yeah, from well, that? Well, not, not, only, not only did uh, my partner and I at the time represent him as managers, we also were his uh, executive producers on nine movies in four wow. years. Oh my God. So, four years. Yeah. Wow. There, 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 are, there are three or four of the movies that are really, truly good. Like I yeah. recommend The Package uh, by Jesse V. Johnson or uh, Damage, which was one of the first ones we made. Uh, yep. Hunt to Kill was really fun, but then there's like then there's a couple where like we tried to like you know get cute or whatever like Stone Cold Steve Austin as Mr Miyagi or like Stone Cold Steve Austin as Jason Bourne he's lost his memory those did not work and honestly you know if the Razzies were paying attention I'd have a few more of those yeah yeah did it just get to a point where you're like we've got this character we can just make a fish out of water kind of movie in yeah. anything. Is that what it is? Well, remember uh, when we were kids, there were those things called Mad Libs. And, and so we would Mad Lib literally the, the log lines. It would be Tim yeah. Jack John gets out of prison slash uh, gets, you know, wakes up in a grave slash, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, wakes up in, in, you know, and can't remember where he is and yeah. then gets revenge against, you know, drug dealers or the government or like, you know, terrorists or like whatever, right? It was... And, and, and when we stuck to the formula, we would sell 300,000 DVDs at Walmart. And wow. when, we, when we veered off the formula, we would sell 100,000 DVDs at Walmart. And, and oh, so yeah. that, that was that business. And it was right at the end of that tail end of, of, of 
of sort of hard goods. And, yeah. um, you know, it was sort of the, uh, the, the Jean-Claude Van Damme, Steven Seagal model. Yeah. The yeah. amazing thing is, though, that I took that model and applied it to Bone Tomahawk yes. and, you know, said, why can't it be a better script? Why can't yeah. it have, you know, sort of a, 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 a sort of a traditional, you know, old school Hollywood movie star and Kurt Russell? Yeah. And why can't we, you know, we'll keep the budgets the same. I mean, frankly, the Steve Austin movies cost more than Bone Tomahawk did. Wow. So, uh, wow. and, and, and it really worked and we're really proud of that model and I've kept it, you know, ever since. Yeah. And you I went mean, all in on Bone Tomahawk as well. I mean, you literally put up your house, didn't you, for that? That's that's yeah. pretty impressive. Like to yeah. We had we had Mark Cuban's company financing it at a bigger budget and they got nervous because believe it or not, they had lost a ton of money the month before on a movie starring Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence oh. called Serena. It was oh, like the wow. director of a bird box anyway it's like one of those like weird hollywood moments where like that just didn't work oh, wow. and they kind of got cold feet and then we had some actor availability issues uh, uh with uh peter sarsgaard and tim oliphant oh wow and the movie fell apart i had a uh, uh an apartment in utah that i was driving to the next day and i and i got the phone call uh the, the that afternoon saying you know, we should probably push the movie, you know, six months, wait for Tim to come back from Justified and, you know, just kind of kind of take it easy. And I said, no, 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 no. We can't do that. We can't stop. That's a, that's a death nail for movies. Yeah, the movie yeah. was too important, too important to me. And yeah. at the same time, I got a phone call from Kurt's manager uh, who said, you know, man, this guy's been with you for, you know, six, nine, 12 months now. And, 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 and it's kind of put up a shut up time. Wow. And so um, I called my mortgage broker and I took out a mortgage on my house and I signed for a personal loan that I could not repay. Wow. And, um, and, and, and we, uh, we shot the movie for $1.8 million. Cause that's, that's what the two, you know, the two amounts of money added up to. And so, yeah. you know, the rest, the rest is history. Jeez. That obviously yeah. speaks to the to the greatness of Craig's, you know, S. Craig Zoller as a filmmaker and as a writer and that great cast and, you know, our yeah. tenacity on it, for sure. And, yeah. and it, I mean, you ended up making lots of films with him, didn't you? Uh, and, and yeah, great list of films. I mean, yeah. So, so it was a great partnership. Certainly worked. Yeah. Yeah. All, yeah. Uh, all three of the Zoller movies, uh, Bone Tomahawk, uh, yeah. Brawl and Cell Block 99 with Vince Vaughn and Don Johnson and Jennifer yeah, Carpenter. Great. Right, film. And then dragged across concrete. We brought Vince back, That's and awesome he, uh, Vince himself was the one who brought Mel to the table. Uh, they had worked on Hacksaw Ridge together, and uh, oh, came right. came to, came came together on that one. And then we, we we brought Don Johnson back for that infamous scene in the captain's office. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so oh man. <laughs> And so when selecting, I mean, some of these projects, what is, is there something that actually draws you specifically when you select a project to work on or yeah. a factor? I would say that um, I'm always in a, just to use the, the old Lexus advertisement, I'm always in a relentless pursuit uh, of, of they, they would say perfection, I would say authenticity. Yeah. And so I have to get emotionally bowled over by the script. And if I can get super connected to the script myself, 
then I can essentially will the movie into existence. Um, You know, if the budget's too high, I can figure out how to bring it down or how to just make it on the price. Um, I can, my passion will um, uh, extend to the director community and the actor community and finding, you know, the right people to put the movie together. And so that's really, uh, it all starts with the script. It, it, It has to be a story that's relatable to me for the most part, my movies take place in America. Um, for the most part, my movies take place in um, at least uh, communities or situations that I feel passionate about or that I sort of understand um, uh, the people in the movie. I can relate to them, I know them, they, they talk or act or sound like my cousins in Louisiana or my friends in New York or whatever it might be. And so I like to, I like to make what I know uh, in many ways, you know, um, that said, I'm looking forward to branching out one day into comedy and, you know, romance, all these other different genres, sci-fi, I think would be really fun. Um, But mostly it's been a product of, I have a limited budget. I want to be left alone. I want to make the movie independently. I want it to, to, to be, I want it to be noisy uh, in terms of the way it's received. And so um, I lean into what I know and make sure that th- those boxes are checked. I love the script and yep. then we go from there. Yeah. Well, it's working for you. And that sounds, yeah, oh. I like that. It's something that's, that's true and authenticity is a, an important thing. So and it makes and sense. You mentioned as well, I mean, you've, you've covered so many genres. I mean, if you look at your list, you've, you've covered, you know, horror, crime, drama, thrillers, uh, you know, you're doing a documentary soon. Um, you've even got oh. a movie called, porno that's a horror film i mean you've kind of covered everything <laughs> yeah that was an acquisition uh during my fangoria days that i picked up and uh you know it was always hard because when you would email you know even your colleagues internally about the movie it's like, i can only imagine uh, yeah. we, would, we would spell it backwards <laughs> so, that our, so that our emails wouldn't look so weird you know yeah. we weren't getting flagged by you know? Yeah, that'd be flagging a few things, I reckon. <laughs> well, that 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 movie's a blast, and uh, there there's a scene where a dude loses his Johnson. That's oh, just just brutal. I watched it just a week ago, coincidentally, <laughs> and that scene I was so screwed. I mean, I I love yeah. horror films. I, that's one yeah. of my it's my favorite genre, and that one I was like, yeah. oh, this is so... and <laughs> yeah. the way they do it, where they're sort of like with the rubber band going <laughs> really oh. around in there. I was like, oh, this is <laughs> brilliant. But oh my god, I, 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 look, I'm I'm a I'm a sucker for a practical special effect <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god um but is there a genre sorry i was just gonna say is there a genre in particular that you like you find easier or harder to work on or, or that you'd like to go to or is it purely just down yeah. to like you said messaging what what kind of really resonates with you um you know when making that film well i i, I am of course deeply committed to practical effects so the horror genre has been really fun. The action genre has been really fun. And even the Western genre has been really fun. Yes, you know, yeah, that was we, yeah. You know, we, we've been able to, to, to sort, of, sort of be martyred in our principles to practical effects. I mean, we're really using uh, visual effects only for paint outs or wire removals or a possible set extension, but there's no CGI blood in any of our movies. There's no CGI bullets. There's no CGI fire. It is all real. And so um, when, you know, like, like 
uh, Top Gun Maverick, uh, which which came out, you know, you're feeling the 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 actuality that the actors are there on the screen, and that that fire or that muzzle flash or that that blood is is actually tangible and in camera. Yeah. Um, so I just you know that's that's been something that's worked well for me, and certainly horror thriller. You know, you know, those are those are great genres to to do that in. Sci-fi right. gets yeah. a little bit harder, yeah. um, but I'll, I'll and 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 I'll and and I'll use visual effects as necessary. But you'll see, even when I do a sci-fi movie one day, it will be grounded. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love that, and I know Paul, you love that too. Like, it's just sometimes we and people are getting desensitized to visual effects. They don't even make as much right. of an impact on you because you just see them so much. So I love that that approach. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you kind of, you almost let us in, Dallas, to our listener question. So I'm going to read that out, which is coming for you. Um, with the recent success of Top Gun 2 at the box office, what did it do so right? And what do you think are the most important elements to a movie that can entice people back into cinemas? Well, that's a great question. Um, I mean, Tom Cruise in many ways and, and Top Gun Maverick in, 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 as an extension of him, um, I mean, in many ways, they're saving the movie theater experience right now. Uh, in fact, they, my fear is that it will inject uh, a, a false sense of security into the theaters thinking, okay, we're back. Well, you yeah. still got a lot of work to do, guys. Um, you know, in, in many of us who live in major cities, uh, we are spoiled. But then you either, you come to just, just the one tier below cities and the movie theater experience gets really, really hairy. Uh, yep. The theaters, uh, the projections, uh, not as great. The sounds messed up. The seats are nasty. Uh, the lobby's disgusting. I mean, it's a mess, right? Yeah, right. I am a, I am a huge fan of the movie theater. Yeah, I go same. to see thirty yep. to forty movies a year in theaters. Uh, uh, I saw Tenant on opening night in the middle of COVID. I went to a movie theater uh, almost every other week after that. Um, wow. You know, most of the time it was just me and some other, you know, rando in there. But, <laughs> and of course, of course, I needed to cough in every single, you know, moment <laughs> I choked on popcorn or something like that. So yeah. it's like, what a terrible time. But, yeah. um, but, but, but I'm, I'm a big believer in, in, in the movie theater. Uh, but uh, if they don't get their act together, they're done. Now, it, it, as it relates to Top Gun Maverick, this is a throwback. This is a crowd-pleasing movie. They're, 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 it is organically diverse, which is such a great concept. Um, it, it's, it's, it's loud. It's, it's thrilling. It, it yeah. is so fun to watch, right? It's just fun. And so you, you, you've gone through this this sort of time period where everyone is so angry at each other and everyone's so scared. And I get it. I understand. Um, but this is a rallying call for American and other film audiences, even globally to say, guys, come back to the theaters. Like this is such a premium experience if you do it right. And if you have the right product, there's a lot of stuff that is great, great for streaming uh, series and all kinds of stuff. But, you know, a big $200 million bombastic patriotic movie. I mean, that's yeah. great. That's, yeah. so, that's so great. I mean, you know, I, I was never a fan of the superhero movies, but 
I'm exhausted by them. And so that means that most people are. Amen. Yeah. And, and there's, and there's so many, there's so much CGI and so much green screen and it, it, it just, it really wears down, uh, wears you down as an audience member. And then of course, Top Gun was not preaching the message, you know, the, 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 you know, every sort of dumb cultural zeitgeist message right now. It just literally didn't care. It, it, to, to use a great analogy, it flew in the face of, you know, <laughs> you know? And, and it's just, it's, it's terrific. So, I mean, look, that, that, that was all, that was all part of what made the movie special, but then there's a second part of it. They marketed the movie. Yes. Like we yeah. were back in the 1990s yeah. and we were opening a giant summer release. So you had a movie premiere on a naval carrier, you know, yeah. an, an, an aircraft carrier. You had Tom, you know, Tom Cruise flying in a helicopter. You had dozens of, you know, trailer drops and they activated the whole cast and crew going to all the talk shows and all of the different yeah. events. They did a worldwide press tour. And then they did all these really cool sort of modern social media activations. You know, you could have like your own helmet uh, as an Instagram filter and get your own call sign. Just great, like obvious stuff. And yeah. then they spread the all the different messages through the press from the Hollywood trades to the, the, you know, the more entertainment weekly type uh, things to people magazine, all, everyone was covering it. And they just did such a, such a, such a saturation. It just saturated the whole market. Yeah. So really in many ways, what, what Hollywood should have learned from this is sometimes it was working already and you just have to come back to it in many mm. ways. And yep. I think in so many ways with like, you know, uh, uh, the success of Top Gun Maverick, um, uh, the, the uh, outcome of the Johnny Depp trial, um, the effect, uh, the, the, the sort of the, the spotlight on Elon Musk attacking Twitter, um, you know, all of these different things, you're feeling a cultural woke lash right mm, now. Yes. And that is really, really, really important. And, and I think the far, far cuckoos went too far. Yeah. And, 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 and everything's better in the middle, but, yeah. but, but if they're not going to leave us alone, we're not going to leave them alone kind of mentality. They've gone too far. And, 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 and in, in my country, the American public is, is reacting and, 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 and fighting back. And I think you're going to start to see that everywhere, yeah. but Top yeah. Gun, man, what, a what, what Maverick, I mean, what a, what a hit. And, uh, yeah. you know, Tom Cruise is, is probably, probably just save movie theaters and so, how many times have you seen it dallas <laughs> so i saw <laughs> so I, I i had what i thought was opening night tickets and then i found out something that was called early access <laughs> so i saw it i so i saw it that night uh, uh uh which was on the tuesday it opened then i went to opening night then i took all my kids on the monday after which was our memorial day which is a very special day yeah. And uh, and so I've seen it three times. Wow, No no spoiler alert, but it's awesome I... when he pulls when he pulls out his jacket. There's a patch that says Dallas on it. Oh, hey. I just love it. You cheer every time as well. And... <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I mean, that, I mean that 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 it's it's probably the best sequel of all time. I have such a soft spot for the original, so you know yeah. that will always be my favorite movie, um, uh, the original. But um, you know, Top Gun Maverick is a is 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 such an important uh, movie, and if, if the Oscar voters are uh, being truthful, it will be nominated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. We haven't we, seen it yet, so I can't wait. Yeah, but it's incredible. You're going to love it. (laughs) Yeah, and that's the thing, like straight after, you know, know, I go to the cinemas a fair bit as well and I message my kind of group I usually go and I said, oh, we've we've got to see this. And and it's funny, like you said, you know, um, people are so used to the comfort of watching stuff at their home. So it really takes something to get them out, especially it's cold here in Australia at the moment. So to get them out, to go into a cinema experience and, and have all that, and their instant reaction was, yes, 100%. We've heard this film's yeah. amazing. We're yeah. in, like, when can we do it? And it's funny yeah. that a movie can get that traction. And then um, there are certain films, whereas, like you said, it's either um, the extremes, it's either the massive Hollywood ones. And it's, it's interesting, that draw, that actually word of mouth is always going to be a, a big one. But um, mm. yeah. the, but everyone sort of talks about this film, like, you have to see it in cinemas. Like, to do it justice, you have to see it in cinemas. And there's something about that as well, I think. So Spoke very briefly about Johnny Depp or referenced him. Would yeah. you like to uh, produce his um, comeback movie? Yeah, I mean, who, who knows if, 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 they'll, uh, if they'll ever agree to it. But uh, you better believe I made him an offer. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's so good. <laughs> All the exclusive here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, you know, I mean let, let's put it this way. Uh, uh, if he came and did a movie with us, uh, you know, the, the, I'm, I'm an open conservative. Not a lot of those in Hollywood, but I am. And I'm working with the Daily Wire, which is an openly conservative uh, uh, media company, and we're we're making uh, what we consider to be good movies for uh, all audiences, but really focused on you know what what a conservative audience would be interested in. And I'll say, just from social media alone, the reaction to the right has lionized Johnny Depp almost almost in a comical way. Uh, mm. You know, sometimes, sometimes sometimes I look at it and I'm like, yeah, okay, all right, let's chill here. But 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 really, like, he's a movie star that predates 2010. So conservatives stopped watching movies and you know, sort of you know, 2012. Uh, yep. They just got sick of them, right? The last funny movie is Bridesmaids, 2012. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and 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 uh, everything after that, nothing's funny. Um, <laughs> And, 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 you know, Johnny Depp, sort of anyone who was a star or a real movie star pre-2008 recession in America, pre-2012 Obama re-election, pre-2014, the, the, the beginning of woke, um, <clears throat> that person is it, it, it forever beloved by a conservative audience yeah. um, who doesn't read the New York Times every day. Um, yeah. And so... Yeah. They don't know who Timothy Chalamet is. They don't care. Yeah. Johnny Depp, he's a star. So they, yeah. they came out in droves uh, in support of him. Um, also because they look at like the way their husbands are being treated at work or the way they're being treated at work or any of these, you know, suburban housewives, whatever. They love it. it they love celebrity. He's a real celebrity. So they came out in, in support of him. And so he has a, he has a choice. He can try to go back to a world that hated him, 
or he could go become the biggest star in the planet for a more sort of conservative or at least a little more salt of the earth audience uh, that's a little more traditional. And he's not a traditional guy. He's no, a yeah. weird gypsy. But he's a phenomenally talented actor. Now, I will say, he has not been good in years. Um, yes, yeah, so no, we, we, we talk about that. And, yeah. And I, and, 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 I, and I can say with confidence, if he came and did a movie with me, it'd be the best thing he's done in a decade. So, I agree with that. I sent his team a script. Uh, oh wow! With, with, an, with an offer, and uh, they'd be crazy not to do it. But we'll see. People, can you people say like, genre, or you don't? You don't have uh, to... it, it's it's a you know it's if it, it, if I made John if I made John Wick. Oh, okay. that would be amazing! Oh, yes. You know, come on, John Wick. Johnny, I, I, by the way, yes. by the way, I love I love John Wick. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, but that is all CGI blood, all CGI bullets, all CGI muzzle flashes. Yeah, it's a uh, you know. It is what it is. Uh, yeah. It's a fantasy. This is more grounded, you know? Yeah. Um, so we'll see. We'll oh, see. Wow. That is cool. Wow. That is very yeah. cool. There you um, go. He'll, he'll probably pass, but, you know, at least I've tried. <laughs> yeah. <that's it. laughs> well, he's, looks like he's busy with his band at the moment or whatever he's doing. While the... Yeah. I mean, hey, you know, someone, someone's got to uh, finance his, uh, his tour. Might <laughs> yeah. as well be me. That's it. That's it. Exactly. So uh, let's chat about now. You you chose this movie. We've already spoken yeah. about the sequel, the best sequel in the world in the history of movies. You just said, but yeah, let's talk yeah. about Top Gun, the original, nineteen eighty one. Yeah, and, and 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 to be fair, the best sequel of all time is Godfather two. But but yes, uh, my favorite sequel of all time is is Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> yes, but yes, the, the the original the original is is my favorite movie of all time. Um, yep. uh, I've seen it probably 300 times, probably more. Wow. Um, when I was a kid, uh, uh, we would all dress up, uh, me and my friends and, 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 and as the different, uh, we had the, we, we had homemade, I mean, down to like Hollywood and Wolfman, right. And, wow. and, and, and you know, Merlin, like someone had to be Merlin. <laughs> um, and, who are and, you? Uh, who, who, what badge yeah, would you and, have? And, and, well, I was always Maverick. I mean, come Maverick. on. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, when you throw when you throw the the party, even as a six year old, like you can yeah. choose who it is. You You're controlling it. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but 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 it was it was so much fun, and and, and it was, you know, it, it was so unabashedly awesome, and that's yeah. what we responded to. You know, we were growing up in an era of Reagan who, you know, anyone could argue is, was the greatest president of all time. Um, I would, I would, uh, you know, s- say that, you know, being born in 1980 was the greatest year to be born uh, because we were analog kids and digital teenagers. Yeah. Um, and we came, you know, we got to have fun before, you know, we went through, to, through high school and most of college before there were cell phone cameras. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. There's no uh, evidence of any of our crimes, but, um, but the, but the, but the uh, you know, it was, it was, it was a great time. And, and, and Top Gun was, you know, it was so well made that it, it was, it was a fantasy for young men. I mean, yeah. in, in so many ways you, you got to sort of, you know, talk, he, he was a badass. He got the girl, he, you know, uh, uh, competed, 
his own way. He didn't follow the rules, all that kind of stuff. And when you're a kid, man, that is such a, that's such a, 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 a fun story to sort of, you know, take in yeah. uh, and be inspired by. Now, you know, Don Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer, who are my producing idols, uh, I learned so much from, from watching their movies and reading about them and whatever. Um, you know, they were, they were really influential to me. And this was pre IMDB. So we didn't have a way of looking up who these people were. And what I would do as a kid, I watched so many movies that I would start little, little pads of paper uh, and little, little notebooks of basically people's credits. So I'd be watching a movie and I would write down their name. Oh my gosh, I saw, you know, that's the guy who did Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, cool. Okay. He produced that. And so I started to, to sort of realize and pick up on trends and things like that. So, um, you know, that, that, you know, Top Gun was the movie that sort of started my uh, love of movies. And right. then, you know, here I am, you know, 30 movies later and having lived in Los Angeles for many years and went to USC film school and all sorts of stuff. So it was such a, an entry drug into yeah. movies. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll, I'll but, give a quick, quick intro just for, I mean, for people, I mean, I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you've seen the movie anyway, but for those who, <laughs> I'll just give a quick summary, but it's directed by Tony Scott, written by Jim Cash and Jack Epps based on, uh, I didn't actually realize this, but based on a book. Um, so apparently, yeah, originally. An, ar- um, an article, yeah. An, an article. article, okay, sorry, there you go. Um, yeah. Stars, of course, Tom Cruise, Kelly McGillis, uh, Val Kilmer, Anthony Edwards, uh, even a young Meg, Meg Ryan. Um, budget of 15 mil and uh, it, it grossed, I Apparently, the return was three hundred and fifty-seven million, so it did very, yeah. very well. <laughs> not, bad. <laughs> not bad, not a bad return. Um, yeah, IMDb rating six point nine as it stands, and Rotten Tomatoes only fifty-seven, which seems a bit low. But yeah, um, yeah the general basis premise premise of it, as we should mention, it's about a young um, um, pilot called Maverick, um, Pete Mitchell, um, bit of a daredevil, yeah. and. Um, he, he joins the Top Gun, which is based on True Flight, sto- uh, flight School, sorry, um, yeah. and that, that's where he has to compete against the others, including another uh, rival called Iceman, who, uh, yeah. who competes against him and uh, trying to get the top trophy, the Top Gun trophy. So, um, yeah, um, that's a bit of a summary. But um, yeah. do you remember well, the first? I mean, I- oh, sorry, you go. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, do you remember the first time you saw this film? I mean, it sounds like you're very young, but I mean, I know that for, like when you see, it sounds like yeah. it made such an impact to your life, but do you remember that moment and that feeling that you would have, I mean, from six years old, it sounds like you were throwing parties. So it's obviously, <laughs> yeah. My, 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 my dad would take me to a movie or two every weekend, every single weekend. And wow. he had absolutely no filter. So, uh, you know, I saw Predator 2 when I was nine years old. Oh, yes. uh, you know, that was the NC-17 movie that, that was barely an R. Yeah. Um, took me to, to Pulp Fiction when I was 12 or 13. Wow, <laughs> you know, that's awesome. There, oh, to eat my popcorn is there. <laughs> you know, like, what is going on here? Um, but no, he took me. There was a great theater in Dallas. Uh, it's no longer there called North Park 1 and 2. Okay. And North Park 1 and 2 was this famous theater that all the big guys, Spielberg, Lucas, would come to and do their, uh, you know, their, their test group focus screenings because they, they felt that Dallas, Texas was the most sort of representative of all American audiences. 
And this theater had projectionists who were absolutely cinema lovers and they would take it so seriously. And like, you'd have, you know, you'd have a guy who worked there for 25 years as a projectionist. Yeah. It also had, so because Lucas and these guys were coming in, James Cameron, all these guys, it always had the best technology. So I think it was the first DTS uh, sound theater, certainly in Dallas, one of the first ever in, in the country. And it had the 70 millimeter screen and projector. I mean, it's just awesome. Uh, I remember seeing um, uh, Jurassic Park there opening day and I wow. called the box office to make sure because there, there was you know, Jurassic Park was in both theaters. One was 70 millimeter and DTS. The other was 35 millimeter and Dolby. Yeah. And I, I called the lady at the front desk, you know, lady, which which times uh which show times are the 70 millimeter and she didn't know and oh my gosh <laughs> but it's a very famous theater and, and and it's no longer there but but it was that's where i saw it and um and i remember we we saw it twice and then and then again it played as a retrospective when i was in high school at that theater and i saw it again so uh i saw every time it would play in a theater in dallas you know this was before movies were so easy to get um, and so to see it on the big screen was great. And I, I remember it. I mean, I totally yeah. do. I was young, but I, but I remember it. Yeah. You know, Top, Top Gun worked so well because it, re it represents everything that was big about the 80s. Yeah. Um, you know, you, when, when we all talk about movies, I think we need to talk about our favorite movies and the best movies because sometimes they're not the same. Completely and agree. Yeah. I would argue that my favorite era of movies was the 80s the late yeah. 80s into the early 90s the best era of cinema in my opinion is 1969 into 1978 uh with the end you know with deer hunter and then you know um uh you know, extending into the early 80s with heaven's gate which is a masterpiece but that's a whole nother conversation yeah. <laughs> um but like so 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 some of the best movies of all time are that new hollywood 1970s experience yeah. but it, it lasted as long as it could and as the as the as the world shifted into the 80s into the cold war into the patriotic americanism and the exceptionalism of, of sort of american sports and american politics and war and all that kind of stuff it ha it had to give way and so the movies started to reflect that and mm. don simpson and jerry bruckheimer were at the forefront of that mm. uh, beverly hills cop Top Gun, The Rock, Days yeah. of Thunder. I mean, these are some, you know, huge movies. And obviously yeah. Tom Cruise became the poster boy for it. But I love that stuff. I think it's yeah. great. I think we're going to have a little bit of a resurrection here of that type of movie over the next several years. Um, we're not coming out of these great Hollywood <laughs> cinematic arts. We're coming out of Marvel movies and woke movies. But hey, it's okay. <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever it takes, it takes a while. But yeah, yeah, that original, that original Top Gun, perfectly cast, um, yeah. per perfectly directed. It has style, you know. Tony Scott. I mean, you could just feel the the heat coming off of the the roads and the yeah. and the and the airstrips and the and the boats and everyone's sweaty. In I was going to say, I, do, I watched the last. <laughs> night, I'm like, wow, everyone's sweating so profusely yeah. in this thing. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like a basketball game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we 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 do that. You know, we we uh, it's it's like a sort of a, a, a glycerin based 
spray that you pour wow. it so it doesn't run. Yeah. You want it to stay in place. And that stuff is disgusting. Yeah, and meanwhile, yeah. they're they're in the whole movie. They're they're covered in that <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, and then of course, just the the the, the sheer amazing acrobatics uh, and the aerial stunts and things like that. The fact that it's all you know for the most part real. Yeah. Um, it's it's just great. It's literally terrific. firing rockets a couple of times and a few things yeah. like that. Like they were, yeah, you're right. It's full, yeah. And I think Tony Scott actually, I might be paraphrasing um, the quote, but he said it's his favorite movie and it's like escapism at its finest when you watch it, which I thought was so true. It just kind of totally encapsulates you and you just, I think you said it, Dallas, too. It's almost like this fantasy for, especially for young men, you watch that and you yeah. just kind of get sucked into it. But I thought that escapism kind of word really described it well. I mean, I mean, for people, I'm 42, so I was born in 1980. And, you know, for, for, for us, we were growing up in suburban America. It was pretty boring. I mean, it was, yeah. pretty, you know, you, you, you could only ride your bike to the park so many times. You know, you could only play football with the, with the neighbor kids so many times. I mean, it, 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 we didn't have the ex- exhaustive, expansive, never-ending internet. Yeah. Um, and so really, for us, it was like, you know, it's just like, we're, we're, we're going to escape into the movies. And so yeah. that's why Goonies was such a big hit for yeah. us. That's why, you know, Indiana Jones, all the Star Wars movies. I mean, this stuff was our escape because yeah. our lives for the most part were pretty boring. We, we, we didn't have, there, there was, sure, there was the Cold War, but like, you know, our parents hit us from that stuff. You know, yeah. it wasn't yeah. everywhere. Um, and so really we were, we would wake up, we'd go to school, play with our friends, come home, eat dinner, and watch a movie. And that was yeah. it. You know, or watch watch fo- football on the weekends. It was a very idyllic, very simple, very calm, uh, and sometimes boring experience. And so yeah. we, we really looked to those 80s movies uh, to give us that escapism and that, that fantasy element. It was really a blast. Yeah, for sure. Well, what we're going to do now, Dallas, this is a very popular part of this podcast, you said you watched the film 300 times. So we're going to test that. We've got some <laughs> trivia for you. So most of these are true or false. Um, but you're ready to go? I'm ready. All right, let's do it. So number one, Val Kilmer did not want to be in the film but was contractually obliged to be. True or false? That sounds true. That is true. That's correct. You're off yeah. the flyer. This is great. Okay. Number two. Tom Cruise had never ridden a motorcycle before this film. True or false? That feels false. That is true. Really? He had never ridden, he had to learn how to well, ride a motorcycle. I've I've never been on one, and yeah. uh, uh, he he looks way too good doing it. So that that yeah. that just speaks to. He's also the greatest runner on screen. Oh, <laughs> some great <laughs> compilations of no, that online. Nobody actually, nobody, yeah. nobody can run like him. No. So uh, yeah, it, it, then then he was doing some great acting if that was his first time. Yeah, no. So he actually learned. Uh, there was I can't remember, but the trivia was he he learned in the car park of a motorcycle shop in Hollywood. Um, <laughs> before great. filming, and they just gave him a runaround, and then well, he rode it back, in the movie. Back in, back, in the, back in those days, you could still drive around the streets in Hollywood. That now it's just packed, packed traffic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I right, remember that, the, oh, the sorry, longer that, that Tom runs in films, the higher, like the bigger um, 
return like budget it's like apparently like <laughs> there's a thing online i don't know if that's true or not but the more you run yeah. films yeah the more money the movie makes so there's yeah. something to it there's a lot <laughs> there's sense. a lot of running in that new mission impossible trailer yeah. oh it's, it's so good, good though. yeah <laughs> um Kiefer sutherland was originally cast as merlin who was eventually played by tim robbins true or false oh that can't be true i've never heard that before that's right. It's false. Good one. All over it. <laughs> it's a trick one. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Toto were originally meant to record the now infamous song Danger Zone. True or false? Wow. Um, I love Toto. Uh, they're one of my favorite bands. Um, uh, that, oh my gosh. I'm going to say <laughs> false, although I don't know. That is actually true, believe it or not. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's great. Well, they, they, they would have been. I mean, I mean, to- Toto, I mean, gosh, like just all of the, like all their movie work is just, oh man, they're, they're yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. And as a little bonus for that question, who ended up performing that song, Danger Zone? Uh, Kenny Loggins. Correct. Good stuff. Nice. Nailed it. Okay. Kenny Loggins, getting... Kenny Loggins looked pretty damn good for his age at the uh, Top Gun Maverick premiere on that. Uh, oh, did he? Air- oh, wow. It's like Kenny Loggins, man. That guy, that guy still looks good. <laughs> uh, number five, Tom Cruise had to wear platforms during all scenes with Kelly McGuinness um, due to her being 5'10 and him being 4'6. <laughs> well, I mean, that has to be true. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It is true. I will, I will say, this is no spoiler, but I will say in Top Gun Maverick, he is like they do not hide the fact that he is legitimately shorter than mm-hmm. Miles Teller. Uh, really? And it's really pretty good. It's like, it's pretty effective. Huh. Yeah. Because yeah, apparently right. that was a huge like issue with the studio sure. in the original. They did not, sure. they were not happy with it. And um, yeah, Kelly McGinnis, Gillis, sorry. Um, she would uh, literally wear no shoes. She'd be barefoot right. in the scenes. Right. Which is right. um, quite something. Uh, all right. True or false? We've got two more, Dallas. True or false? Patrick Swayze, Emilio Estevez, Nicolas Cage, John Cusack, Matthew Broderick, Sean Penn, Michael J. Fox, and Tom Hanks all turned down the role. True or false? Before Tom that, Cruise. That's Tom Cruise. Well, I, I, I thought the whole thing was put together and made for him. So I'm going to say false. That is actually true. I don't know. I don't know about that. The, 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 <laughs> We've got a um, challenge. He's throwing the flag. <laughs> the, the way the way it's been described to me, or the way I'd seen it in, in in interviews, was they came to him, and he was the one that got the movie greenlit. So yeah. maybe may, maybe it had been around for a little while, but but yeah, I'm not I'm not so sure about that. You okay, know. all right, we'll have to get the fact check. If we buy that, I need yeah. to check that one. <laughs> All right, lucky last, and this one isn't actually a true or false, so it's um, a bit of a tough one. So Top Gun was the highest grossing film of 1986. What were number two and number three? Oh, man. Uh, give, me, give, me, give me a hint. One of them's Australian. The most Australian film of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Was it a, a, a Mad Max movie? No. Uh, you call that a knife? 
Oh, wow. Crocodile Dundee. Really? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. That came in second. And then wow. and, and, and a fantastic Vietnam War film came in third. Yeah, Platoon. That's right. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Good year for movies. That's incredible. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. I mean, I mean uh, isn't it fun to go on Box Office Mojo and just see like movies that you thought made a ton of money that didn't yeah movies that you didn't remember made a ton of money it's it's yep. a, it's yep. it, and, and also to see like the trends over the years fascinating yep. stuff really so, is right. that is a cool I have, story. I have a, I have, a, I have a funny story for you guys to end it on so val kilmer uh lived in santa fe new mexico and after you know for many many still lives there uh and my parents at one time, we always went to Santa Fe for vacation. So my parents decided one time, why don't we just buy a house here? Like we always stay at a resort, like let's, let's look into houses. So we got a realtor and we went, and, you know, toured a bunch of houses and I was a snoopy 12, 13, 14 year old kid. So I would just go through people's stuff while like my parents were walking around the house and I'm, I'm looking through this photo album and I'm like, why does this person have a ton of Val Kilmer photos? Like, what is going on here? And, uh, and, and then I look at the next, and I'm like, wait, this is, these are Polaroids from real genius. And these are Polaroids from Batman. And, and oh. then I found the Top Gun book and I almost, yeah. you know, had a, had a back. And so of course I ran and found the realtor and I said, I said, this is Val Kilmer's house. And she said, well, we don't tell people, but yeah, it is. <laughs> Whoa. So, so my parents said, you know, she goes, she, I said, I want to be a movie producer and Top Gun's my favorite movie. I just blurted it out. Yeah. I didn't think much of it. So my parents were sort of interested in the house and they, and they told the realtor, like, you know, we, we, we might be interested in this. And we got back to the hotel several hours at, later after lunch and things like that. And there was a, a blinking red light on the hotel room phone. And we clicked the message and it was Val Kilmer. Whoa. And he was like, hey, um, uh, Joe and Becky, my parents' names, I, I, I hear your son, uh, I hear you guys really like the house and I hear your son, you know, just loves Top Gun and wants to be in the movie business. And, you know, if you guys are interested, like, why don't you come by the house tonight at six o'clock and let's hang out. And um, my mom drove me to Val Kilmer's house. I was, I was, I was probably 13. And he gave me a beer and we sat, (laughs) my mom and Val Kilmer and his girlfriend and like uh, another, you know, friend or two, we sat on his back porch and for an hour, I drank a beer with Val Kilmer and asked him all these questions. And the funny thing was, I didn't ask him any questions about him or his (laughs) acting or his, his movie career. All I asked about was working with Don Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer <laughs> on Top Gun. And to his credit, he never, he never, you know, was, was weirded out by it or bothered by it. He answered every single question. Wow. He, told me, he told me how they, they would show up to the table read in, in their underwear. They would drive matching black Porsches to set. They were a blast. And, and that's it. And, and it's funny, I, I never worked with him. Uh, I tried a couple of times, made some offers, but 
never never worked with him. My parents didn't buy the house. So oh, wow. <laughs> <Maybe> that, <laughs> that was why. He always remembers. Hell <laughs> doesn't forget. That was, you know, growing up in, in in the Hollywood world and you know wanting to be in that world, it, there's always some funny stories, and that that's one of the best ones. Wow. That's, amazing. that's amazing. That is such a and probably what better time to end the podcast and on that note that's that's pretty amazing yeah. i said a few other sorry sam oh, geez, <laughs> sorry, sorry all right. well, then, uh, i won't I, I jumped the gun on that one sorry yeah. Go on. um i just wanted to cover off a few other quick facts on on the film that I'd, I'd written down here as well but interesting ones um the pentagon apparently charged paramount 1.8 mil to use all their planes and aircraft carriers uh, so that's pretty yeah pretty full on but um um anthony edwards was the only actor not to vomit so apparently when tom was unsure (laughs) about about the film they put tom in the plane put him up there they were doing like barrels and stuff he was like vomiting everywhere kind of scrambled out jumped on the phone and was like i'm in (laughs) so (laughs) that's great Um, Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer apparently also were quite distant on set to actually, and they actually like Val tried to go into character and he actually didn't really talk to him much. And that actually built real um, conflict between the two. So that's quite interesting as well. We've we've utilized that every now and then, like we kept Udo Kier away from Jennifer Carpenter on brawl uh, uh, because, you know, he's trying to abort her baby. Yeah. Um, so uh, we uh, we we did, and then when they got on set, she was too freaked out by him, and yeah. and, and and really had no camaraderie with him, and, it, and that stuff really does work. Yeah. Wow. wow. Um, and also, yeah, apparently the U.S. Navy used this as a recruiting thing as well. They sat at the front of cinemas, so they caught people probably like you <laughs> at the front, us <laughs> and were trying to sign people up. Uh, and apparently that worked really well. Um, a bit of a sad one. Apparently a stunt pilot actually passed away tragically in the shooting of it um, at 54. So apparently um, he went down. And the soundtrack was so popular, it sold 9 million copies. So that's a couple of other quick trivia things Toto as well. Been, uh, I know. Exactly. Sweet Top Gun Toto, Toto would have only been 8 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's it. Um, Dallas, as well, I did want to touch on just quickly as the last one as well. You've got, uh, you sort of mentioned as well, you've got a lot of um, great films coming up as well yeah. that we should um, mention as well. Um, yeah, you've got Shut In and I haven't been able to get my hands on it. Where can people get their hands on it? But it looks yeah. amazing about a, a woman who essentially is locked in a, a cupboard by her violent ex and then her kids are out there and it's full on looks yeah like an absolute thrill ride but can't wait to to see that as well and you've got yeah, some other I, ones I, as well yeah I, I made a conscious decision in the middle of the pandemic uh that I wanted to hook up with the Daily Wire and help them build a movie business because I felt that Hollywood was uh too committed to their own nonsense. And I needed a, an independently minded, spirited uh, situation where I could put the most amount of fingerprints onto a new environment. I felt like it would be uh, the best for me and the best for them, frankly. So I decided to shut down and sell uh, my existing businesses and build up a new company called Bonfire Legend that was basically an exclusive movie producer for The Daily Wire. And it's worked out great. Uh, We brought them Run, Hide, Fight. That was the impetus of the whole situation. We made a school shooting movie, uh, which sadly becomes more uh, uh, nonfiction Mm. every day. 
Yeah. And I'm a, a staunch defender of the Second Amendment. Um, and I think we need to do anything we can to protect our schools better. Um, so I made that movie in order to bring a spotlight to the situation and how vulnerable schools are. Uh, and, um, you know, to Hollywood's detriment, they really buried the movie. Um, mm, wow. So I, yeah, uh, all the major distributors who I work with on a constant basis told me, absolutely not, no way. Wow. And, um, and so I brought the movie to the Daily Wire and it ended up working out great. And in, 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 in a weird way, um, it became a huge opportunity for me and for them to work together. So mm. since then, I... You know, brought them run, hide, fight. I helped deliver Gina Carano uh, to them. We have a movie coming out uh, in a week called Terror on the Prairie uh, here in the United States. Um, uh, We uh, uh, produced and released Shut In, uh, which was a movie I'd originally set up at New Line and took out of there and um, made for the Daily Wire. And then, uh, and we've got a great relationship with Eagle Entertainment on that movie. They're releasing it in Australia and I'm very happy about that. Um, That's such an important movie to me. Um, And then uh, I produced my first documentary for Daily Wire called What is a Woman? So um, it's it's really a a young business. It's a growing business. Um, I am, you know, in the process of uh, relocating to Nashville so that I can be near them and help them grow this thing. And we have access to capital and we've got a lot of good scripts and we certainly know what we're doing. Um, and I think we're bold. That's the key word. I don't think a lot of people right now are feeling very bold and we feel very bold. Yeah. Uh, and we feel very confident and we feel missionally driven by our set of values. So it's, it's a complicated business and it is tricky. And, you know, we're going up against Netflix and Disney plus and, <laughs> You know, these huge companies, um, but but we're winning and 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 a small uh, a big win for us is 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 really manageable and we're doing it over and over. So we had a huge hit last week with what is a woman and next week it'll be tear on the prairie and prior to that it was shut in. So I, I encourage you know all the Australian cinema fans, uh, whether they uh, uh, you know agree with Daily Wire's politics or not, the, re- the reality is we make great movies. So if you want a great movie, watch Shut In and, uh, and, and judge it on its merits. Watch yeah. Run, Hide, Fight and judge it on its merits, not on your personal politics or their personal politics or, the, or my personal politics. Um, the movie is pretty terrific and uh, I hope your audience will enjoy it. Awesome. Exciting. It's been such uh, a great chat. I've really yeah. enjoyed it. We're definitely, I can tell you the one thing, well, there's been lots of things to come from it, but I'm going to be seeing Top Gun, the new one, very soon. I'll give you the hot tip. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, no, guys, it's, it's great to chat with you and uh, appreciate you inviting me on. And um, I'll come back and do it again when we release Terror in Australia. Yeah, I'd love to have you back. Yeah, this has been, I mean, we could talk forever, but we probably shouldn't. So, yeah, no, yeah. it's been <laughs> been absolutely fascinating and yeah. been very generous with your time. And, um, yeah, definitely go and see all those films you've mentioned. As you said, you definitely tell a very input, like, very different story you actually uh you know one of the few you know that i've sort of seen in in hollywood that are still actually making original you know things that actually 
yeah, kind of a bit different to the usual formula that we're seeing yeah. every, every day. So it's definitely yeah. re- seek those films out if you, if you haven't seen them because, uh, yeah, it's a great list. And, yeah, very exciting. Thanks very much for your time. Thank you very cool. much, Dallas. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. I'll oh, see you all you. soon.